Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. Hey, Justin. What's up, man? Uh, just kicking around some ice over here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, at the ice man. Uh, yeah, just call me the Ice Man tonight. That's right. Right. No, no, the real Ice Man. Join us on the show, dude. Sharp, sharp, dude. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Thank you for having me. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. Yep. Good. Welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome to the show. The the. Uh, Ice capade, as we're going to call it tonight. <laughs> you know, back in the day, they used to have ice men. Ice yeah, men ice delivery yet? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. They or didn't like, have refrigerators, so you just had somebody bring a big block of ice every now and then. Okay, we're so we're covering kickle cubicle, <laughs> all right? <laughs> For everybody who's listening to the show, it's all about ice. It's like the theme of the game. Uh, you're you're listening to dudes in the nest, by the way. Uh, in case you didn't know this, but so my, uh, that's why you're getting all these ice jokes basically. Yeah. Right. So and Kickle may be an ice man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he is an ice man, right? I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. I was thinking he's like a marshmallow with earmuffs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not exactly. Maybe Jeremy will be able to enlighten us as we go get rolling on the show. He's Kirby's dad. Yeah, yeah, it's Kirby's dad. Okay, <clears throat> that works. No, no, nothing else to talk about now. All right. Well, <laughs> it's been good having you on. <laughs> good show. Good show. No, no. All right. So, I don't really have any tangents or anything to kick off with uh, tonight. I watched Jeopardy the other night. And I was thinking that I really wanted to be Alex Trebek because I could sound really smart. Yeah, he gets it, all the answers. And then, get, you know, he gets prepped on like how to pronounce them, and if they don't pronounce them right, he gets the, uh, and he's kind of a jerk about it too. Yeah, yeah. He's like when they get the question wrong, he's like, "No, I'm sorry, that was uh, Pompeii." Or if they if they get it right and they say Pompey or something, he's like, "Yeah, but it's Pompeii." He does that kind of stuff, and it really. He's really kind of a jerk. I'd call him something he else, but we're family. Did you see the one? I may have brought it up on the show. I didn't watch the episode, but they had like a category on football. 
And it was not yeah. it was not like anything extraordinarily tough about football. Like it was basic questions. Like about rules and you know, certain teams that have won championships. It was kinda on Facebook a lot there a couple maybe a couple months ago and they were like they didn't get a single one <laughs> to the whole category. That's awesome. So they just sit there. That, that would be me, though. I would go on and I would just freeze. So <laughs> I have to. I have to wonder, man. That that's some pretty intense pressure to be on that show. Like, yeah. How do you not just like brain freeze the entire time? Like, I yeah. feel like that's what I would do. The lights would turn on, and I would just be like, "I am Jeremy." I. The, the just, studio yeah, lights yeah. come on, and the lights in the yeah. brain just go off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Trebek is much more intimidating in person. Must be. I bet. Must be. But of course, the 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 infamous one was the was wasn't there a final Jeopardy question on? I, I think the answer was Sonic the Hedgehog, and they nobody knew it. But somebody put Danky Kang or something like that. Yeah, somebody put Danky Kang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have they yeah, gotten a little? Yes. I, I am curious. Have they gotten a little lax on the uh, the qu- answering in the form of a question? Because the one the episode I was watching was like Friday or Thursday night, and they weren't really some of them. They were for the most part answering in the form of a question, but a lot of times they would kind of not. If you know what I mean, they'd just say the answer, and he would be okay with it. I don't know. I watch it pretty regularly, but like, then again, I don't really pay attention to that kind of stuff I don't know I don't know anyways usually I can't hear it usually kids are screaming and running around (laughs) and I'm just like reading the thing and I'm trying to answer myself you mean your kids don't just sit down and be all quiet while Jeopardy's on I mean no (laughs) (laughs) I'm lucky if I get to watch Jeopardy it's usually octonauts or something what octonauts (laughs) never heard of that one octonauts well they're they're a group of uh it's eight of them, hence Octo. Um, and they're like, um, I don't, I don't know what you would call them because they're like, they they go in a submarine. So I don't know where like the, the knots comes in. Is it N A U T S? Yeah, like Maybe astronaut. Like, yeah. Okay. And well, they go and they just like discover different fish, and I mean, I guess it's somewhat educational. Well, I am about to go to sleep listening to you talk about this Octonauts show. <laughs> so maybe we should start talking about uh, Kickle, which Kickle. I keep wanting to call Kicker. And my phone also keeps wanting to call Kicker. Well, let me tell you what I want to call it is Kukle, because it's Kicker. Kickle's cubicle, so I keep wanting to say Kukle. <laughs> Kukle's cubicle. I just want to combine them. Well, I mean, that's right. That's okay. Kukle. Let's say Kukle. Cubicle. All right. Mm-hmm. You got any history for us? Well, you know, there's just not that much history out there on this game. But I do have a quiz. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeremy. I'm sure you've heard how the quiz works on the show before. So yeah. you yeah. versus Mike. So you buzz in with your name. Okay. And if you think you know the answer now, 
There's five questions in this quiz, four of which will have answer choices. One does not have answer choices because giving answer choices would have made it too obvious. So, um... Is that going to be the last is, one or the first one? Or are you going to let us know when that comes? It's kind of in the middle. And <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you when okay. you're not going to get choices. And, uh, you know, if... If Mike answers wrong and then Jeremy answers wrong, then it opens up for the for the remaining answers to to try to be answered. So okay, all right, here we go. Well, wait, okay. wait, and, we gotta we gotta shorten Jeremy down to one syllable somehow. You got a yeah, I guess I'll just go with J. Yeah, J. Okay, J. J. Yeah. That works. Right. I like J. Now, uh, a lot of this history, a lot of these historical questions here are going to be based on the company that made Kickles Cubicle, which is Aram. Because right. there's not a whole lot of history on Pickles Cubicle. So, here we go. Question. I don't think, by the way, Justin, I don't think it's Kickles. It's not like, he's not. he doesn't <laughs> possess his, it's not like his cubicle that he goes to at work or anything. I think it's just Kickle Cubicle. Well, it just sound, it just rolls up, it rolls up the it. tongue better. I get it. I just I, don't. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's like either like Giggles or Tickles. I, I don't really know where to place it. So I just didn't. I just don't want you to get a bunch of angry letters from the listeners. Well, I just thought this game was about Kickle uh, who goes to work. Yeah, like a you know insurance salesman and hangs out in his cubicle. <laughs> hangs out in his cubicle. <laughs> All right, the train buzzer tells us it's time to start the quiz. All right, train horn. All right, question number one: Aram, which made Kickle cubicle was formed from a company called IPM and was founded by Kenzo Sujimoto. He became president of Iram, but after poor sales was replaced, he then went on to form what video game company? Is it A, LJN? Is it B, Tato? C, Capcom? D, Konami? Or E, Electronic Arts. Mike. Mike? I feel like I want to say Tato. If you want to say Tato, <laughs> it will be wrong. And then I don't want to say Tato. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jeremy? I'm just kidding. Was Tato D? Tato was B. Oh, okay. Uh, let me go with E. I, e I was Electronic Arts, which is also incorrect, so it opens it back up. So okay. here's the choices again. A, L, J, N. C, Capcom, or D, Konami? Mike. Mike? Okay, first of all, I'm not picking LJN, even if it's the right answer, because I don't want it to be LJN, because I really like Kickle, Kickle Cubicle, spoiler alert. Uh, so I'm going to pick Konami. Like, that can't be possible. That's not possible. Yeah. That's incorrect. All right, Jeremy. Oh boy! Well, it's between that, LJN. Yeah, I mean, Capcom. I'm in the same boat. I'm going to Capcom. I I can't imagine it would be LJN. It was Capcom. Uh, oh, okay. okay. So they Dude. fired him, and he goes on to create one of the most <laughs> most successful video game companies ever. Wow. There okay. you go. So wow. just think, Arum could have had uh, Mega Man. Could have. It <laughs> serves him right. All right. Now this is the question. That uh, does not have any answer choices. Okay. okay. So IPM, so so Sujimoto decided to change the name 
uh, the company from IPM to IRAM to avoid confusion with what company? Mike. Which also sounded like IPM. Mike? IBM. It was IBM. Nice. All right, so we are tied one-to-one going into question three. Uh, question three, Irem's last video game was made for what system? Was it A, Sega Dreamcast, B, Sega CD, C, Super Nintendo, D, Sony PlayStation, or E, Game Boy Advance? Hmm. That's tough. I'll Mike. I'll, I'll get. I'll take a guess. Sony PlayStation. Okay. It was Sony PlayStation. Good guess. Nice. Yeah, it's a good guess. Wow. Okay. So Mike's up two to one. Going into question four. So this game, uh, Kickle Cubicle, was uh, ported to the NES in 1990. Released in Japan first, of course, and then back then to America and then Europe. When was it released for the arcade? Jay. Go Jay. 1988. There we go, man. He didn't even need the answer choices on that. No, he knows it. No. No. So now he just made it an interesting, interesting game going into question five. Yeah. The last question. Which of the following is a major difference between the Japanese version and the American version? The language. But that's not an answer choice. Okay, sorry. Uh, A, increased number of cutscenes. B, increased number of levels. C, increased number of bosses. Or D, increased number of enemies in the levels. J. J. Enemies. That is correct. (sighs) And Jeremy (laughs) takes the victory. Wow. See, you didn't tell me was it increased between... Japanese to America or America to Japanese. So I didn't know, you know. No, yeah, sure. It was kind of a trick question. Yeah. Yeah, a total trick question. <laughs> How dare you? Those are tough though. I don't I don't know a ton on uh I you know, IREM IREM. Yeah. yeah, so usually I like to have more game driven <laughs> trivia, but there wasn't a whole lot of uh historical facts to be found on Kickle Cubicle for some reason. It's but. just a game that was made by Irem. It's very, yeah. it's just very simple history. Nothing fancy. Yeah. Right. So, Michael, did you have this game? Did you go on a big quest to find this game? Are you going to lie to us and <laughs> just in case? I would like to know what Jeremy's quest for the card is first. That's good. Though. How did he good get the idea. card? Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I I don't remember exactly when uh, you guys posted on Facebook about Nintendo Quest, uh, the documentary. Yeah, that's a long time um, ago, like four years. Yeah, ago. so so I hop on Facebook one time. I see someone talking about it, and I'm like, I have to have whatever this movie is. So you guys give me some information on it. I I I buy it on iTunes. I watch it like three times in a row. I go into the local game store the next day, and uh, I was all pumped up. I'm like, I want every Nintendo game you guys have. (laughs) And then then they tell me the total, and I'm like, okay, how much for Qbert? So so I did buy a few games uh, that day, and this was actually in uh, the games that I bought. And I had not played it before, and and so, yeah, I, I just... 
um, yeah, I didn't have any experience with it, but that's how I got it. Not that uh, exciting, but it is kind of funny the way that I landed it because I was just so excited to get games. Yeah, no, I think that's a good story. It also leads me to say, Rob or Jay, if you're out there listening, we'll take our commission now, please. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, and also, whatever game store you went to, we'll take a piece of that yeah. pie, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, okay, so my quest for the card is... Um, so I went to, uh, I was on vacation in Iceland, believe it or not, which I thought it was going to be icy, and it wasn't. Uh, so I was really disappointed because I was really wanting some ice, right? You know what? That's disappointing because I know you've seen Mighty Ducks, too, so you know that Iceland is not covered in ice. Yeah, but I, it's been a long time since I've seen Mighty Ducks, too, so I kind of right. forgot. Uh, but I expected, so I expected it to be icy. And I get there, and it's not icy, but that was the whole point of the trip was to get a lot of ice because I love ice. Yeah. Just a big fan yeah, of ice. At this point, I'm surprised that no one has sued them. I mean, it's it's highly misleading. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. So anyways, uh, they said, hey, why don't you just go over to Greenland? I said, no, no, I don't <laughs> want to go to Greenland. I want to stay here, but I need some ice. Show me to the local game store. I heard about this game called Kick Cubicle. Uh, and they said, we don't have, we don't know what this kickle cubicle is, but we know what kickle's cubicle is. <laughs> yeah. So I went, he's, they showed me it's, it was, it was in fact an insurance agency. Uh, and they're like, Hey, here's a kickle's cubicle. He's not here today. Feel free to just kind of browse around. And lo and behold, in his cubicle was a copy of kickle cubicle. There you go. And so that's how I got it. And then I came back home and I played it. No, truth be told, I don't have a copy of this game. And and between the wisdom teeth and the lizard uh, interview and the Donkey Kong coverage, uh, I did not uh, have time to try to get a cart. And I don't even know how much the cart goes for, which I guess we'll talk about later in the show. But yeah. I just I just demo moded this one. You've got, of course, we know that you're talking about lizard NES, but uh, it would have been funny if you you know. People hadn't le- had listened to that podcast. <laughs> they're like, and we, and the lizard, and they're like, the lizard interview, lizard, the li- <laughs> where you just had a lizard just like running around your house, <laughs> the lizard incident that we had. Uh, well, you know, you know, I had that that moment where I just I met this lizard and interviewed him, and you know, it took up a lot of my time. <laughs> well, you, you were taking a lot of medicine from those wisdom people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, asking some hard, hard hitting questions yeah. to that lizard. So, how do you stay warm, Mister Lizard? <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't stay still. <laughs> I tried to grab him, and I just all I got was his tail. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, let's talk about this game. So, um, to kick us off, I could talk about it using the manual. Oh. I have a digital copy of the manual. All right. Did you get the manual with the game, Jeremy, when you got it? Or did you just get no, the just a loose card. Okay. Have you seen the manual? It's very pretty. I have not. All right. So, Kickle Cubicle Instruction Booklet. It is... Um, it's got some pretty good art on the cover. It's got... Uh, basically, it's the cover art for the game, which... The box mm-hmm. art for this game is pretty good, too, really. Um, right. It's got some hand-drawn stuff. All the people are very bubbly, and they're very balloony. 
all the characters mm-hmm. in this game and on the cover and stuff. Um, but anyways, thank you for selecting Kickle Cubicle Game Pack for your Nintendo Entertainment System. The story. Also, wait, wait. Okay. Back to that first page. Okay, Precaution. Sorry. This oh, is a high-precision game. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. This is a high-precision game. It should not be stored in places that are very hot or cold. High, it's because of that precision. Yeah. And do not take it apart. Right. And do not get it wet. <laughs> It'll turn into a gremlin. <laughs> right. Okay. Move on. Actually, one other thing. I don't see this... I feel like I don't see this enough, but I, I remember Nintendo recommends against using a rear projection TV with your NES as image re- retention may occur. So that's mm. nice that they warn you because I remember my dad freaking out all every time I play NES uh, on the TV at home. He'd be like, don't play that very long. It'll, it'll stay on the screen. And well, uh, it wasn't true necessarily because we had, we didn't have a rear projection TV. We had, uh, tube TVs at our house. So I don't think that well, was necessarily my, true. My grandmother had uh, Tetris that was embedded into her screen. Oh, yeah? When you turned it off, yeah. Huh. Yeah. What kind of TV so it, did she have? It, it, it did happen. Well, I I would think it was a tube TV, but I don't know. I, I mean, I, don't, I, I honestly don't know. I didn't, wasn't thinking about it back then, but I just remember that uh, Tetris would, would still, the screen would still be on the screen. Uh, screen when you turn the tv off hmm. so, let me ask you a question i don't know if i don't know if either of you guys know much about now TVs. i will say this though in defense of the whoever made her tv and nintendo she she would pause the game and then go do some stuff <laughs> and back to play it later so you know it was on for it wasn't like you know it was on the tv for yeah i got gotcha. you at a time time let me pause first. Pause the game talk for a second before I get into the story. And I got to ask a question because I don't know how much you guys know about TVs, but I got a plasma. I've had it for like I don't know a long time now. Feels like about eight years, and I love it. I love my plasma TV. But the last year or so, it has had it's been more apt to have image retention, and I just didn't know if it's, it's something that happens as the plasmas age that it happens more easily. It goes away. It's not like a. It's not burning. It's not there permanently. But it'll. It's just more easily. It's like they don't rebound as quickly as they used to, or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I have a. I, well, I don't have it now, but I had a plasma, and I remember having that issue. Um, and it, I remember it getting worse. The issue that I eventually had was um, the green and the red got out of whack, hmm. so eventually I had to get rid of it. But it did seem like the longer that I had it, the more. Um, that retention was there, so I would agree. I, it's hard to say how long they last. They they tell you that if it you know has like a nice power condition and stuff, it will last a long time. But I don't know. I'm just wondering if it's on its last legs. And I love the plasma picture. I love, it just looks so good. But you know, if it's if it dies, you really can't buy them anymore. So I, don't, I, don't, I guess I have to switch to, to something 4K, else. 4K, buddy. Yeah, I resist I 4K. Did you? Is it? Is yours a? Uh, what is it, LED, LCD, or is it OLED? Huh? Did you get OLED? Did you, you get the OLED? No, it's LED. Oh. LED 4K. See, if I went to I 4K, like I'd want to go to the OLED, probably. Yeah, but I like the I like mine a lot. You watch 4K things on it? Yeah, some, maybe. Oh, yeah? Maybe, <laughs> as in no? Not, not really? <laughs> yeah, I do. 
You're just you're prepping for the future. Because you have to uh, upgrade your subscription to Netflix if you want 4K. Oh. So I did. And I like it. Is it worth it? Some would say no, but I would say yes. <laughs> that was a big, long hesitation. Quite the pause. And that yeah. pause may not come through on the podcast okay. because uh, because of truncate silence. But on our end, it's a pretty long pause. <laughs> so I'm not upgrading to 4K. I'm not going to rush to upgrade to 4K. <laughs> hey, I'm a big fan. Okay. All right, back to the game. So the story. Help me, Kickle. A small voice cried. Okay, sorry. Help me, Kiko. A small voice cried. Help me. Suddenly he woke. Running to his window, <laughs> he looked out. The people were gone, and the fantasy kingdom was covered in ice. The wicked wizard king had turned the four lands of the kingdom to a cold world of ice, hiding their four beautiful palaces. He had taken the people and locked them in dream bags, where they slept in a dreamless slumber. So this is like the Matrix or something, maybe? I don't know. That sounds pretty nice, actually. Yeah, yeah, it does. He's a really nice wizard, man. He's like, you know, I'm going to take over your kingdom, but I'm just going to let you dream. Just put you in a dream bag. Uh, Only Kickle remained in the world of Frost. He thought of the voice and knew that somewhere he had heard it before. It was the voice of Princess Mira? Mmm, Mira. Mm. He knew that she was somewhere out in the cold. Somehow, Kickle realized that the fantasy kingdom depended on him and his special power. So Kickle set out, armed with his freezing breath. He would turn the invaders to ice, then turn them on their evil master, the wicked wizard king. Join this unlikely hero on his quest to rescue the kingdom from the most puzzling and petrifying predicament. There you go. And there's the uh, the Wizard King, I guess, down there in the corner. I guess that's him. He also looks like a Marshmallow Man. He does. He looks like a very happy person to be a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, he's got quite the smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, I will let... We'll take a minute to describe how this game goes. Actually, nobody had... A, did you, anybody have an experience with this as their childhood any childhood memories? We normally talk about those, but I don't think anybody had any. No, it sounds weird too. But when I would see just the just the cart, the label, it was like so like clownish and weird that I just didn't have any interest in it. Oh yeah, I feel like I've I saw this game like at my rental store or something, and it just did not look like something I wanted to play at all. No, no. So no. yeah, I never did. Uh, <clears throat> I never did play it as a kid either. Um. Okay, so let's describe kind of what this game is. Jeremy, you care to you want to take it over and describe how this game works, sort of? Yeah, I mean, I guess the very first thing I would say is it's it's a puzzle game, and I've I've played a little bit of Lolo. A lot of people, I think, say that it, it can be comparable to Lolo, uh, Adventures of Lolo. But yeah, um, there's four primary levels or i should say lands and you have to play the first land obviously to get to the next one and each land like the first two there's 17 levels per land Mm -hmm. Uh, then the third land has 16 levels the fourth has 17 after you beat those four lands 
which is what 70 gosh know, 74 i don't know um it's a lot of le- lot of levels yeah it's um, like 30 yeah, to 50 yeah. i don't know somewhere in there yeah we're all so, bad at math here right well I need you'll do yeah so 34 and 33 but um so after you beat all of those levels, then you'll have a special uh, 30 level that's opened up that's even harder. So um, it's a lot of levels. But yeah, basically a puzzle game. We're going to uh, start the very first level trying to figure out how uh, to retrieve three dream bags. So on every level, you'll see three dream bags somewhere on the, on the map, the land. And you have to figure out how to get to those dream bags. In a lot of uh, cases, they are on the other side of water. And so what you'll need to do is actually freeze the enemies and kick those enemies into the water or into an obstacle um, in order to make a bridge of some type so that you can get to those dream bags. So a lot of it is just thinking out, how am I going to get from A to B? Uh, effectively and there is a timer so uh, you are on a timer and there are I I didn't find a lot of cases where you could really get stuck to the point where you could not um, you couldn't figure it out or couldn't beat it but you can hit select and just terminate kickle which is mean but uh, (laughs) it would start (laughs) you would kill him and then you would start it uh, that that same level over but that's basically it, a puzzle on every level, just trying to figure out how am I going to get to these dream bags. You're under timer, and then obviously uh, to not only make trying to figure out the level hard or hard enough, then they include enemies on every single level, and then obviously the progression gets more difficult. And the enemies react differently to your freeze breath, too, which I thought was pretty interesting. So, like, your basic blue blobs, you can freeze them and kick them. Well, mm-hmm. like the chickens, you can freeze them, and when you go to kick them, they fall apart. And mm-hmm. I don't even know, I don't even know what to describe some of these people. There's like a little owl man or something, and you freeze yeah. him. If you go to kick him, he can, he just unfreezes. Yeah. So all these different enemies do different things when they're frozen. So. And they do yeah. different things too. Yeah, like the the bird will uh, uh, like bust your blocks, and then like the. The owl man just like gets in the way. He doesn't really do anything. And really, only the blue blobs is what you can turn into ice cubes to and actually utilize. Yeah, the chicken man. What, what I found interesting on some of their early levels, and I, I didn't make it super far into this game. I, I made it past the first land and got into the second one a little bit. Um, but the, what I thought was interesting is they utilize the chicken will run up and throw your blocks for you, right? Like, if you make a block, he'll run up and kick it somewhere before you can get to it. Well, they utilize that to make it so that, like, if you can't get across the water or, or something, but there's a chicken over there, if you, and he, there's a blob over there with him, if you freeze the blob over there where he is, he'll kick it towards you and, like, start making a bridge, which I thought that was... I mean, there's cool little puzzle elements like that that are, yeah. that are pretty interesting. Yeah, a lot of it's trial and error. You just you gotta keep trying different things until you can either get some help from an enemy like that or actually figure it out. Some of them you look at and it just it takes kind of messing around with the level to figure it out. Um, but you're right. There's there's twelve enemies uh, total, and then there's what they call two hazards, 
So you have like cannons and uh, but the 12 enemies, the primary one that you see in almost every level, those are called, I guess, noggles. Um, mm. But those noggles are what you can freeze. The other 11 and then the two hazards are just trying to kill Kickle, stop them from progressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, but yeah, it, it's... Uh, most of the time, what I would find is as soon as I actually figured it out and... Like, oh my gosh, I, I seriously just sat here and wasted so much time. That yeah. was so simple. Well, that's you the know, nature like of a puzzle that. game, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So the enemies, okay, they're in the manual, by the way, so I guess we could talk about them. Uh, so Noggles, we talked about him. He's the one you changed to an ice cube and kick. He's just a little blue blob man. All right, there's Mr. Hoople, who tries to get in the way. And he's just like the little pink chicken man. I guess he's mm-hmm. a chicken. I don't know what he is, a little bird. Uh, Sparky... Yeah. He runs up to you and explodes. So, like, he'll run up and just explode, and that kills you. Uh, Max, Max is the rooster guy I was telling you about. He's the or the one I was. I think you and I got confused between um, Mr. Hoople and Max, Justin, earlier when we were talking. But Max yeah. is the one who will run up and kick your your cube for you. He like tries to you. You make one, and you, before you get a chance to use it, he'll run up and kick it out of the way. Uh, so, and then there's Rocky, which is the guy I thought was a. He may be a raccoon. I don't know. I can't really tell what oh. he is. He's a little brown guy. It makes sense. He hides as an ice cube. He's very mischievous, right. just like a raccoon. <laughs> just like a raccoon. <laughs> we've had we've had many a raccoon discussions on this podcast. That's right. Recently too. Uh, yes. There's Myrtle, which I'm assuming is a turtle, because she uses her shell like a drill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rooker, which bounces your breath back at you. That guy is annoying. Yeah. I don't like that guy. Uh, Bonkers rolls his beach ball at you. Shades tries to freeze you with his breath. Jerk. (laughs) Yeah, really. Then there's the equalizer, which is that's the cannons you were talking about, Jeremy. He fires the cannons. There's spiny, which is a little green spinny thing that runs around the level and just, you can't freeze it. It's just, you just got to stay out of its way. Ninja star. Yeah, it's like a ninja star. Uh, well, actually, that's a good. There's a good spot. This is a good spot to bring up another aspect of this game that we haven't talked about yet. You can set down a ice block on the ground that you can't kick, but can get in the way. It gets in the way of enemies. It gets yeah. in the way of your own block, so you can use it to change the block's direction. Because, right. yeah, because what what happens is if you kick whatever you kick is going to just keep going until it hits the water. So. It even takes enemies with it and smushes them up against the wall, which I think is a really cool animation because it smushes them up and makes them a little squishy. Uh, but so anything you kick goes all the way until it hits the water, unless you put down one of your your pillars that you can put down with the other button. And when you put it down, you can kick something into it and then turn and kick it another direction, which is another little puzzle element that can you can use to change things up a little bit. Yeah, I should have added that uh, initially talking about gameplay. Um, yeah, you, those are ice pillars that you can create, and you want to redirect a lot of enemies a lot of times to stay out of your way. Yeah, um, and the reason I brought it up is because Spiny, a lot of times, you can trap him in an area so he can't get to you using one of those <laughs> ice blocks or those pillars. Yeah. Uh, but there's also objects in the game, like in the game world. There's a water hole, which those are the ones that usually trip me up the most, is trying to figure out how to do the puzzle, because... Um, you can't walk across them, but you also can't fill them with ice. 
because uh, your ice cube will actually travel across the hole, so you kind of have to go around them a lot of times. And those are kind of mm-hmm. tricky. Uh, there's rocks that you – they're just basically there. You can't do anything about them. They're just there. Um, there's slippery ice, as it's called in the manual, but it's just a darker ice block that the little blob guys don't go on. Uh, it's, they have another little animation where they try to go on it sometimes and they'll go, oh, I can't do that. Um, and then there's some other stuff like a, there's a spring, which if you kick something into a spring, it'll come right back at you. And a, uh, a pee, just like in Mario Brothers, the, there's a pee block. Mm-hmm. If you hit it, it freezes everybody. So that's pretty cool. That's, that's, uh, that's about it. You can also get points and, um, you get the, you can get the princess's ring and it'll, that'll take you to a bonus stage. And the dream bags, obviously, that's what you collect on every level. And you can get one-ups that appear sometimes. But basically, this is just a arcade puzzle game. I mean, it, that, it is what it is. It, it kind of belongs on the NES, as far as I can tell. It's just, you know, it's just level after level doing the same thing, sort of. But it, the levels right. are different, and but your, all your tactics kind of remain the same. And the scoring system is based a lot on the speed that you beat the level because that's where you get a lot of your points is from the clock ticking back down and add to your score. Yeah, you can also add uh, bonus points by getting ice cream or popsicles. I should say popsicles. Um, and then I did, yeah, I mean, you kind of mentioned the bosses. Since there's four lands, um, palaces that you're trying to free, you do the 17 levels per land, and then you can fight the final boss, and then you'll continue to the next one. Um, but, uh, but yeah, not all of them have them, but most of them have uh, popsicles that you can get bonus points with. Yeah, and I noticed that you can get double the bonus points if you get the popsicle with a block. If you kick the yeah, block into block, it, yeah. yeah, you get the double points. So this is a game that, and I posted a little late, um, but this is a game we definitely need to have the high score challenge rolling on. But I posted it. It's available if anybody wants to get on there and play it and join the high score battle. But it's too late for us to mention it on the show because I'm a slacker. But <laughs> it is available for anybody who wants to play and try to uh, get a high score. Yeah. So my thoughts going into this game, um, I was thinking... I looking at the cover, looking at the graphics as it started up, knowing that the entire game was basically about ice. I was not looking forward to playing this game. To be perfectly honest with you, I was thinking, "Man, this game's gonna be terrible." What is Jeremy thinking? And then I got started playing it, and I was like, "Wow, this game is awesome! <laughs> I love this game." It's a really fun game, and there's a lot of things like it's got really tight controls. It, it controls really well, and just the elements that. There has to have been quite a bit of thought into each and every one of these levels. To, I mean, obviously the first ones are kind of easy and you just get through them. But uh, it's just kind of learn the game, more or less. But, I mean, there's a lot of thought that goes into these games, like these levels and how to beat them. And mm-hmm. that's, it's a, it's a really good game. Yeah, the, and you mentioned the controls. Uh, just to touch on those for a minute, the... Uh... It's all about ice, but the little kickle guy, he's not slippery, which is, uh, that is like the best thing in the world. The fact that <laughs> you're on ice and you don't have to worry about slipping around. Right. Cause, you know, first thing that pops in your head is like, oh, I'm playing a game on ice. 
Uh, I'm just going to be sliding everywhere. No, Kickle's fine. He he run he can run on ice just fine. So you don't really have to worry about that. He's got his crampons on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not affected by it whatsoever. You don't even really realize you're you're dealing with ice. Not like most uh, typical games, but um, yeah. I mean, I would probably say I sort of you know I agree, Justin. Ninety-seven levels total plus four bosses. That's a lot to create. Um, And most, Mm -hmm. you really don't come across where you're like, oh gosh, this is exactly the same as the other level. They're, they're original. And Mm -hmm. there's some of them that have like a, like a swinging hammer. Um, You know, you can kick ice at it and it'll swing it back a different direction and just really creative stuff. And you can appreciate that. Um, When I first turned it on, I was like, holy moly, like, how many levels are there? Like, mm-hmm. I just want to beat it, and um, but you can really appreciate it the more that you play. The controls very tight, um, and then the music I thought was uh, was really pleasant. Since you're playing it for so long, um, you know you don't want to be annoyed by it. Obviously, yeah. I was going to move to uh, music next. That's a good. Uh, that's a good transition. So, what did what, you like the music, Justin? What do you think about the music? You know, it's it's repetitive. Uh, we usually are kind of negative about repetitive music on this show, but I, I honestly didn't mind it so bad on this game. Um, I think that uh, uh, it, it it just didn't bother me. It felt right for the game, and and it's like you kind of said earlier, it's got that arcade feel to it, and so it's got the music is kind of arcadey, so it was it didn't really bother me, you know? Yeah. See, for me, I'm kind of with I'm kind of with you. Um, it didn't bother me either, and it kind of felt like it kind of faded into the background and just kind of became part of the game. If that's mm-hmm. if that's something I could way to describe it, like I didn't even notice it was there really at one point. I noticed it at first. It seemed kind of annoying because it was repetitive, like you said, Justin. But then eventually, uh, it just kind of faded into the background, and it was just it was just part of the game, and I was just playing it, and it really didn't bother me at all. Now the sound effects, though, I thought were kind of annoying because they're really high pitched. <laughs> uh, right, like the the dying and the coming back to life when the little hearts spin around and make mm-hmm. make Kickle come back to life. Uh, that was all really high pitched and almost like hurt my ears listening to it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's not terrible. It's not so bad that I just. It's not like I wanted to go vomit or something, because you know what I mean. It's, but it's it was just enough though where I thought, okay, I really don't want to die because that's a really annoying sound. Yeah, when he dies and comes back, it's almost like it reminded me of um, um, Super Mario World for the SNES, and when you go to the Star World and you like click on that level in the Star World, and then he like goes up into the air it was like the exact same sound but but yeah there's some levels where you die often so you just hear wah, 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 and just yeah. <laughs> over and over and over yeah it may have been the fact that <laughs> it, it may not have been the noise itself that it was annoying me but it, the fact that it happens so frequently and it's associated with dying yeah. you, know, yeah. you know what i mean yeah. Yeah. it's associated with the character yeah. dying and it happens a lot sometimes late on the late yeah as you move along in the game now, what's nice about this game, speaking of dying, is that there's a password system. Uh, and as far as I can tell, there was unlimited continues, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it lets you just continue from whatever level you're on as long as you're playing the game. Yeah, the game is flexible, um, obviously, with the unlimited continues and then the save system. So 
the difficulty revs up uh, about halfway through it, but when it revs, it revs. And so having unlimited continues in, in the save system just makes it so simple, um, which makes it for me just something that I love because I don't have a lot of time. Uh, to, you know, I can't sit for three hours and play sometimes. So I like to be able to just come back to it. And that's, yeah, it's perfect for me. Yeah. It doesn't have, it doesn't. Always... Sorry, Jesse. No, uh, I was, I was just going to say, you know, for me, I've always been the type of person that's, uh, I like the games you can just sit down and play and, and not have to invest a whole lot of time in or, you know, I mean, not to say that I don't like those games, but I really, I've always enjoyed the, the, the pop-in games. And I'm, what I mean by pop-in is just, you can just pop them in and play them. If you got 10, 15 minutes, play mm-hmm. them and have a good time. And not necessarily every time you have to sit down and play it, invest a, an, you know, an afternoon into it, you know, yeah. or an evening. This is the perfect, yeah. this is the perfect 15, 20 minute game. Cause you can knock out 10 levels in 15 minutes, right? Cause the levels are fast. Is oh, unless until you figure, can't figure out what to do, but, uh, as long as you're beating them, they're pretty quick, and it kind of encourages you to beat them quickly, anyway. So, it is, this is a game that you just you pop in 10, 15 minutes at a time, have a good 10, 15 minutes, and then it doesn't have a saved battery, so you can't save the game. But you don't really need to. You just need to be able to go back to whatever level you're on, and then when you're done playing, you just write the password down, uh, or if you're playing demo mode, you just save stated or something, and then you just. Close it down, pop it back in. Next time you want another 10, 15 minutes of uh, Kickle's Cubicle, and then there you go. And it's... Uh... Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Jeremy. Um, yeah, I was just going to say the, the passwords are simple, too. They're only... Um, they're two, cat- uh, um, two groups of four letters or numbers, so there's only eight total. Um, the only... I think the only thing that would catch you if you were trying to do this game but with points a high score um that if you do try to use the saves uh the passwords you're not going to get that score back yeah uh, yeah it does reset your the score. other it resets your score and then if you collect um one ups then you won't get those one ups if you come back i mean yeah, that the- doesn't apply to me because i i, I died too much anyway but um, right. But if you really were good at this game and you're just trying to do a high score, it could catch you. Yeah, that's yeah. true. The uh, the passwords, basically all they're saving is what level you're on with the mm-hmm. password. They don't save your score. They don't save your one-ups. One they don't save any of that stuff. Um, so, yeah, if you're going to do a high score run, you just want to start from the beginning and go as long as you can without dying. Uh, as far as I could tell, there's probably other little tricks. The tricks I figured out for high score stuff, because I was trying to, I was working on my high score since I knew I was going to be posting about the, uh, for the high score challenge. Yeah, yeah. But the tricks I could figure out is kick as many blocks into ice pops as you can and get to the, and get the dream bags as quickly as possible. And then play as long, do that as long as you can until you die. And then that's your high score. That's what, that's what I could figure out. But yeah. All right. What about the, uh, what about the graphics? What do you think about the graphics of this game? Justin, we'll start with you. Well, so, I mean, they're pretty basic, really. I mean, there's a lot of colors, which I like. But as far as, like, the sprites are pretty basic. It's, it's a top-down game, and, you know, 
But at the same time, for a puzzle game, I think they're really good. Like I said, they, they utilize a lot of colors. So, and there's a lot of different uh, enemies um, that are each very unique that don't have a lot of uh, kind of repeat kind of colors and things. So, while the graphics are seemingly somewhat simple, I do like them and I do appreciate them for a puzzle game. So, I'll give them thumbs up. Yeah, I agree. I think um, it, the use of color, uh, I really like. I mean, because they throw a lot of color on there. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, the game's pretty basic, but they throw they do two things that I, lo- I always like it when games do. They use a lot of color, uh, mainly in the enemies. And Kickle, Kickle's pretty cool because he's white with like mm-hmm. uh, black overalls and big red earmuffs. He's but, wearing Dre beats, actually. Oh, those are beats. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you also, if you think, if you think that um, you think ice is everything's going to be blue, well, the water's blue, but the ice isn't always blue. It could be green or pink. Or, the ice changes color. I think it's based. Is it based on land that it changes color? I guess it's based on land. Because um, I think yeah. the first, I think the first land is all blue, but then it, it changes from there. But so there's a lot of color. I like that. And I also like a lot of enemy variety, and there is a every enemy is completely different. It's not just like a slight change here or there. Each of the enemy types are just a completely different design, which I think is really nice. But other than that, you're you are kind of right, Justin. It is a little bit basic. I mean the the backgrounds, the levels themselves are just blocks, different colored blocks. They do some interesting yeah. things though I with mean, the blocks, like they. Design. Um, it looks like an umbrella on one level, I think, and then some other stuff. I'm but, not trying to be negative, I guess. You know, in in my comment about it being basic, it's just you know. You sound like a negative Nancy to me. Yeah, <laughs> a, a, neg- a, a negative Nelly. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, what do you think, Jeremy? What do you like about the graphics, or don't like? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it did seem slightly basic, but there was some positives with it. Um, you know, Kickle, I don't know what Kickle, I mean, he really, he does look like a, like a, a white, uh, Kirby or something. It's just kind of a weird guy, but, um, but I, I could appreciate, there are, uh, some levels that have a ton of animation at the same time, and I didn't notice any, uh, loss in, uh, speed or slow down, anything like that, because you'll get levels with multiple clowns kicking balls and uh, cannons firing, and it just there's some crazy stuff. You're like, what the heck is going on? And uh, but you know, uh, I felt like the graphics were certainly well enough to you know know what's going on, and um, not like Marble Madness or something where not not to knock that, but sometimes you don't know where the line's at or. Um, I didn't have any issues with gameplay whatsoever based on graphics. So while it was basic, it was complete. It was designed. Yep. I agree. And you mentioned animations, and I mentioned it earlier. I love some of the little animations that they did that they didn't really have to do, like the the squishing of the character when you push a block up against another block and the, and the characters mm-hmm. get stuck in between. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't have to make them squish before they disappear. They could have just made them disappear. I mean, they, this game, they took a little bit of care into how they did the graphics, even if they are just kind of basic arcade looking graphics, you know? I mean, we'll just call it Capcom. I mean, let's just be honest. So, 
It does kind of, I mean, it does have a, a bit of, it does have the quality of a Capcom or a Konami game for sure. I don't know what yeah. else IRM has done. What other games did they do on the NES? Um, Metal Storm is the only other one I'm really oh, familiar okay. with. Okay, well, that's, that's pretty good. Um, but that's it's pretty a game pretty too. sick game, yeah. 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 So th- they may be a pretty good uh, little company for however long they were around. Well, I think their claim to fame is R Type, which is an arcade game. Okay, that's a beautiful game, too. There's a lot going on on that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and they had longevity if they were still making games for the Sony PlayStation. I mean, so. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I uh, I don't really have much anything else to say about this game other than my final review after I find out how much it costs. Do you either, either you guys have anything else you want to get off your chest? No. no yeah, fun game. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Justin. So how much does it go for? So this game actually goes for around $24 is the average that I'm looking. So it's not cheap. So it's not a cheap NES game that we've seen. Uh, So what do you guys think? That's a tough one. Jeremy, what did you pay for yours? Um, I paid $15. Um, oh, let's see. He got a so. I think it was maybe years ago. No, it, was it wasn't. Ago, right? I mean, it, well, it was. Yeah, it's maybe been a year and a half. Okay. Um, maybe two years. So it could have gone up slightly from that. I've kind of seen it around maybe seventeen, eighteen. It's, I would say it's probably my favorite puzzle game. I mean, that's probably a little steep. Uh, you know, I know that guys love Lolo and some other games like that. Um, Solomon's Key. Um, but I would say that 24 is probably a little steep because there's other games that I would like. Mm-hmm. Um, and 24 is kind of an investment for, for folks maybe that haven't played. Right. But I'm happy with the 15. I, I would pay 15. Okay. See, for me, man, I was really hoping you'd say like 10, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> But, okay, so, yeah, I do think 24 is a little steep for this game because there's a lot of content in it, but I feel, other than maybe going for a high score, once you play all the way through one time, I don't know how often I would want to go back to it. But then again, maybe I would. Like like we said earlier, it is a good just pop-in game. But, so, I don't know. It's tricky. Uh, $24 is a little steep. There's probably a lot... Uh, other games you could get for this, but this game definitely gives Lolo and Solomon's Key uh, similar games. Definitely gives them a run for their money, if it, if not being better than those games. But we haven't covered those games yet, so I don't know. Uh, if I play, okay, well, anyways. But uh, <laughs> so, man, I, I'd say no. I don't think it's worth it. But if you can find it for fifteen or under, uh, I would say it's totally worth it. So. For me, I mean, $24 is a little little steep, but I will say I love puzzle games, and this is a great puzzle game, and I think I could play this game a lot and, and really get into it. Uh, and the fact that you had the passwords, um, I mean, even though it resets your high score, but I think just the fact that you had the passwords is that you can kind of go back to where, where you were, I, I would almost say I would... 24 would be the upper limit for mm. me on this game, but I would go for it at $24. Like, I really like this one. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I can't argue with that. I mean, I, I'm on the I'm on the fence because I I will say if you let's let's say you've got a pretty large collection and you got a lot of the cheaper games. If you're you're listening out there and and you're looking for you're looking at these twenty five thirty dollar games and you're picking and choosing them because they cost a little bit more. I would put this one on the list. You need to be looking at this one. You don't need to be just sitting back because the box art looks silly or something. You know what I mean? Right. I wouldn't be. I would not be opposed to buying, to paying this if I was a collector, and and I was in the, I was in the in the market for these twenty five thirty dollar games. This would definitely be up there as a game that I would definitely be looking at getting. So I will say that. Yeah, and if I can add too, I mean, if you're going to invest twenty four dollars in this game, like I said, when I first put it in, I was like, "Oh man, you know, ninety seven levels, four bosses, so one hundred and one stages, basically. Uh, that's a lot." But when you start playing it, you can appreciate that it's that deep uh, because even if you were to, I don't know how fast guys can do each level. I think I saw some speed runs that were. 43 um some at 60 minutes um but i'm gonna play probably each level a minute two minutes there's a hundred hundred levels so i actually when i was done playing it for the first time i was actually super appreciative that there was so much because i feel like it's worth that investment then you're not like oh man i beat it in like 20 minutes yeah then i'll just never play it but um the fact that i have not beat it um, it'll bring me back to kind of say, okay, I need to figure this out and sit down and finish it. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, all right, I think with that, I think that's pretty good coverage there. The better question, though, did anybody come up with any retro food trophies? I did. So did I. Did you come up yep. with any, Jeremy? Sweet. Yeah, I've got a few. Yep. Okay, I've got, I've got two. But I could maybe come up with more if we need to, if we need them. But I got two pretty good ones. Okay. How many you guys got? Oh, so we can figure. I've out got five. Spices. All right, then you got to start. Okay, and and we, uh, it's possible that we could cover these uh, with an ice theme. But um, the first uh, retro fitted trophy was Ice Ice Baby, and that's uh, freeze fifty noggles into ice cubes. Nice. Okay, we can. We don't have to make this a nice theme. But we, I, I got a music. One of mine's a music theme, and it's uh, kick out the jams. And to get kick out the jams, you got to freeze an ogle and kick him into somebody else and knock them into the water, like into one of the other enemies. So you're kicking out the jams. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, my first one is hammer time. Oh, and that is use the hammer to complete a level for the first time. Nice, yeah. Um, my next one is uh, Brooklyn Bridge, and that's just make twenty five bridges with ice cubes. Okay, awesome. All right, my I got another one is uh, is this Mario Brothers, and that is use the P to uh, freeze all the enemies on stage. Yeah, that seemed like a direct rep or something, yeah. <laughs> uh, my next one, uh, Jeremy's actually stole the name, but it's a little bit different as far as what you accomplish, and that is beat the game, and that is Ice Ice Baby. Nice. 
See, I'm, I'm sticking with the hammer time, Ice Ice Baby. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, somebody's going to use Ice Ice Baby, but I still had to go with it. So, yeah. no, that's a good one. It's fair. Uh, my, my next one is uh, Goonies reference. Uh, it's called Chunk, and that's collect 50 popsicles. Okay, I like that. I don't have any more. I gave my um, toy that I had. Do you have another one, Justin? Yeah, mine's uh, uh, always a twofer for me, and that is get all the popsicles by kicking blocks into them. Nice. Um, I've got two more. So the next one that I have is uh, is called Going the Distance, which is a song by Cake. And that's uh, Make It to Cake Land, which is the third stage, the third land. All right. I come up with one. I come up with an album. It's called Polaroids. And that is Pick Up a One Up. You get it? It's like roids, but it's polar because it's ice. <laughs> it's oh, also man. like a picture, Polaroid. Ah, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I didn't think of that. <laughs> it's not funny when you have to explain it. Oh well. <laughs> Do you have another one, Justin? No, I'm I'm done. All right, my last one is a little stretch, but uh, it's called Mister Rogers, and that's uh, unlock the special game because Mister Rogers made everyone feel special. Oh. So you're special if you can get to that le- that uh, the harder levels. All right, I got another one. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, uh, similar to beating the game, but uh, uh, rescuing Cosby's victims, and that is uh, getting, (laughs) opening the sleeping bags, (laughs) opening the dream bags. Um, All right. Sorry. It was timely. Okay, we need to to end the show now. (laughs) And I'm going to edit that out. It's timely. Hey, it was timely. Okay. Well, as long as as long as the kids out there don't uh, don't know what's going on, the world will be okay. Yeah. It's because Jeremy had that Mister Rogers thing in it. I know. I thought about it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. He just yeah, immediately went to pudding pops, and you're like, oh, Cosby. Okay. Yeah. How do we want to rate this game? <laughs> let's uh, let's move to rating. <laughs> I'm tired of talking about Bill Cosby. How are we going to rate this? Yeah. About the Bill Cosby movie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Episode of uh, The Cosby Show. The Cosby Show, yeah. The one where he gets on to Leo for something. Yeah. Or Theo. Is it Theo or Leo? It's Theo, right? Theo. Theo, yeah. Sorry. Okay, no. Seriously. Right. Um... How about a type of frozen treat? Like ice cream or something like that, you know? Freeze pops, whatever you, whatever, whatever you think this game should be. Okay. Alright, you got one? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go with... Uh, a Nutty Buddy. Because they're for the same classic. reasons that we talked about <laughs> like a couple episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They're classics. They're delicious. Uh, they're something that uh, you could you could spend a little good money on them because they're not cheap. They're not cheap. Nutty buddies mm-hmm. aren't cheap. 
And, uh, you know, you just have to have them because they're delicious. Gotta have them. Gotta have them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, what, what do you think, Jeremy? You got a nice frozen treat? Yeah, I would say I'd go with uh, ice cream sandwich. Um, not super big. It's kind of a a, a quick experience, uh, but it's good. And uh, I always come back to them, so I'll come back to this game. Okay. All right. See, I have a good... Okay, for me, I have a good description of the game. Okay, and how it should apply to a frozen treat, but I can't think of a treat that fits. <laughs> Eskimo so, pie. So I'm going to need some help. Maybe Eskimo, Eskimo pie. I don't even. I don't know what that is. It's like vanilla ice cream surrounded by chocolate shell. Okay. Like mm. a Klondike. Like a Klondike. Yeah, that Klondike. Kind of like that. Okay. All right. All right. No, I don't like that. Okay, let me give you my description. <laughs> you tell me. You tell me ice cream. I'm thinking this game is a frozen treat that at first glance does not look like it would be delicious it looks like something that would be eh, i don't really want this okay but then you eat it and you're like wow i love it because that's how i feel about this game brown cow okay yeah i kind of feel i kind of felt that way about brown cows too because it looked like brown cows are just it's what you it's like a klondike bar on a stick right yeah <laughs> so basic it can't be good yeah it can't be good it's just vanilla ice cream with some chocolate around it on a stick yeah but then you eat it and you're like oh yeah I love brown cows <laughs> brown cows are awesome <laughs> it's a great name too you know yeah brown cow <laughs> <laughs> oh boy Speaking okay which, we, I saw a tragedy the other day not pull a, pull a tangent here um, on the road, I saw a bag that had fallen off of a truck, obviously, and it was busted open of sweet feet. Oh, lost bag, of lost sweet bag feet. of sweet feet. There ain't nothing, nothing worse than that. The Man, horses will be missing that. Waste. Oh, is it? Is it feed? Oh. Yeah, it's, it's feed for horses. <laughs> <laughs> they call it sweet feed because it's got like a, it's like corn and stuff. It's got sweet taste and stuff and in it. molasses yeah yeah well that's that's a shame some horse is not going to get its sweet feed <laughs> <laughs> i forgot yeah michael you're you're like a big horse guy right yeah yeah i know all about them Dutch. withers yeah yeah <laughs> <a big> horse <laughs> guy. you know all the sweet feeds yeah right i'm a big horse guy you know <laughs> Actually, that's all I know about horses. I know that they eat sweet feed. I know they have withers. You can ride them. Did you know? That, did you guys know you could ride them? I do. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know a lot about horses. And in fact, I don't know if I've ever told this on the show, but I don't like horses, and horses don't like me. <laughs> I've bet on them once and lost, so I really have no reason to like horses. So you don't like them either. Okay, so the, here, uh, I lost one time betting on horses. Okay. Every time I'm around a horse, they bite me. I don't know why, but they bite me. I, I don't know if you. I don't know if you people out there listening knew that horses bite, but they do, and it hurts. Do you, oh, do do. you smell like sweet feet? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, nope, not tonight. Uh, and 
I, the two or three times I've out of the like three, two, three, four times I've rode a horse, I've been bucked off about half the time. And so they hate me, and therefore I hate them. Really? But, so I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Anyways, back, back to the show. Uh, we got any feedback? We do. We got some Facebook feedback. If you're ready for that? I'm ready. All right. On Facebook, uh, Nathan Sweeney says, "I really enjoy this game. Great controls and interesting level design, which is something we didn't really talk about. The level designs are always in the shape of some kind of something, like a heart." An arrow. Yeah, I tried to bring that up, but I think it kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah. It 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 reminds me... This game actually reminds me in a small way of Bubble Bobble. In yeah, that, it does. Uh, it's definitely... It's the same amount of levels. It's a completely different game, but it's kind of got a similar feel, like in design, mm-hmm. to, for it, to me. I don't know. Yeah. Um... Nate Glein says, love it. Mike Hall says, never played it, but interested to see what the two dudes think. I see clowns in it, though. I hate clowns. <laughs> they're not really, I mean, they are, but they're not clowns. I don't know. They're not really clowns, and they're not really a huge part of the game, really. Just yeah. A bad guy, yeah. Chris Murray says, same, looks weird. Sh- uh, Sean Boos says, ah, that's one of my absolute favorite NES games. Gabe Van Gilder says, what dark corner in Nick DeMarco dungeon did you pull this from? I never even heard of it. (laughs) And then Yon Iron Hook says, love it. Andrew Code says, "Uh, I have never heard of this game. The cover and title do not fill me with optimism. Am I mistaken? And uh, Nate Glines (laughs) says uh, as a reply, this is a fun puzzle game, a little like Lolo. And that's actually it for the uh, Facebook feedback. Okay, let's see if we got any. I want to look. Well, maybe I'm not. I was going to look on the page or Twitter or anything like that, you know. I should really pull this stuff up beforehand, but... Who wants to do that? It, it makes for great pod. Yeah, it really does. In fact, we've it's, even had a comment or two come in and say, "Hey, I love it when you guys just pretend <laughs> go searching for things on the internet or right or spend twenty minutes not talking about the game. We just love it." <laughs> and I say, "Well, we do it for you, my friend. We do it for you." So there's one comment on the Facebook page, which is also Nathan Sweeney. So, uh, it might be the same comment. Again. I really enjoy this game. Great controls and interesting level design. I think it's the exact same. Okay. So. Well, uh, we got one on Google+. Plus. Uh, is it Ryan Ballard? It's not. Oh, it's Lott. It's Benson Lott, a new Google Plus person, maybe. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Benson says, I remember this as a game that I avoided renting for years because it looks so lame. When I finally did, I really enjoyed it and rented it multiple times more. Nice. I agree. I wish I would have, you know, I wish I would have rented it, you know? Yeah. I feel the same way. If I would have actually just bit the bullet and rented it one time, I would have loved it and rented it several times. But alas, I did not. All right, we got one voicemail. We just have one. 
from Nick Stevens? I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> Oh, I gotta turn the volume up. This is probably gonna be like one of the most infamous sound bites you'll ever have from Nick Stevens, but uh, this is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Like, probably top oh, 10. Wow. Top 10. Wow. Another top 10. <laughs> Another top 10 from Nick Stevens. <laughs> he loves He loves his NES games. He does. He does. Loves. loves. He, he may host a Sega Genesis podcast. Uh, but he, deep down, obviously, based on his voicemails, he loves the NES. <laughs> yes. Oh man! All right, well, that's it. I got. Uh, I don't got anything else. I will say. I, I do want to say that today is a beautiful day here in Tennessee, uh, and I went for a jog, and I felt like uh, the friendly neighborhood jogger man. I, don't know, I was doing good deeds my entire jog. And I just, I just want to brag for a minute. So I was, I was jogging, and I look over, and in somebody's yard is a bag of empty crystals. I don't know why somebody threw out a bag of empty crystals, but I picked it up and I threw it away once I ran back around to my house. And I was jogging, and I saw an unopened Hallmark letter in the middle of the road. So I picked it up. It was unopened. It had an address on it. And it was in my subdivision. So I jogged over to the house that had uh, the address, popped it in the mailbox. Somebody's getting a thank you card. And they need to turn around and give me a thank you card. It's all good. <laughs> Anyways, I just. I blame Crabman for both of those. It's probably it, I That story would have been much better if you had rounded up a pig. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it would have been out, yeah. I you know, I would have rounded it up if it would have been out today, but it wasn't out today. <laughs> The one day in the neighborhood, pig is just. I just, I really have a lot of questions about this pig, and like how how it gets loose. Like, does does it just see like a door open and just like try to escape and just take off? I don't. I can't imagine this person keeps it in their house though. This is a big pig. (laughs) I know it's a pet, but it's a hog. It's a hog. Yeah, I mean it's a pet, (laughs) but there's no way they keep it in the house. I don't know. Maybe they do. I mean, it's almost as big as I am. It is a. It probably weighs as much as I do. It's probably like 150 pounds at least. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, it, pigs root, so it might be just digging its way out. It's true. Could be. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. I'll let you guys know if a pig gets out again. Don't worry. <laughs> and if I can get a picture, I will post it on Facebook. But oh man, that was yeah. that was the highlight. Not that Crab Man, not that I, I did enjoy the crab, the, the visit with Crab Man. Over, <laughs> over, but that was the highlight to pull in the neighborhood and see people chasing a pig. Yeah. Pig that yep. you told me about. Yeah, I know. I just, <laughs> it, it's really the highlight of my night, too, because I, I had a moment. You know, everybody has this moment when you've been telling a story and nobody's believed you. But it's true, and you keep telling the story, and nobody believes you, and then finally somebody else gets to witness it, and they turn to you and they say, I saw the pig. The disappointing thing, though, <laughs> is I was talking about it, of course, to Crabman and Angela, and they didn't know what I was talking about. Uh, well, it hadn't gotten out since they moved in. That's the first time they got, it had gotten out since uh, they moved in. Okay. Because they've only been here about a year, so. Best thing is the story that... 
The best I the 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 first night I heard about it was you texted me and said, "Pigs out again." See, could you say, "You look out the front door and say, nope, pigs out again." <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's it. So we've lived here like four and a half years now, something like that, and it's gotten out at least once a year. <laughs> so it's been out about three or four times. Yep. Oh man. All right. I mean, does it have like tags or something? I mean, I'm assuming obviously everyone knows all oh, like oh that's so and so's pig because you don't have them running all the time. But I mean, I don't know what protocol is. I suppose you have to get them <laughs> marked or identified somehow. I don't like know. if a cop cop pulls up and just sees a pig running, I mean, I'm not sure what it's you a, do. I don't. Know, it's a pretty unique looking pig. It's like <laughs> it's kind of like spotted. Uh, it's black and brown. But yeah, you're right. I don't know. I don't know if they have to have a collar on it with a, <laughs> a microchip. I don't know if it's chipped. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it better be careful. It better be careful. It's in Warner City. I mean, it could wander to <laughs> over to Wampers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for any, sorry for anybody listening. The town we live in also has Wampler Sausage Farm, which is a slaughterhouse for pigs. <laughs> oh gosh! So better be careful. So if it wanders too far in one direction, it could end up on it could end up on my plate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, they might already have their eye. They're like, "Come on, little piggy." <laughs> Maybe that's why it keeps getting out. They keep coaxing it over. It's like, hey, "Come here, piggy." Just spraying syrup on the pavement. <laughs> uh, All right. Do we have any leash laws for pigs? Do you know, Justin? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Leash laws apply to pigs. Probably not. Okay. All right. That's enough. nothing like some good pig talk at the end of the podcast. I wonder how many. Right. I need. I'm gonna have to look at the stats for this one whenever it comes out and see how many people listen all the way to the end, or did they just stop right. it like an hour? Oh, they're talking about the pig. <laughs> stop it. Well, they're talking awesome. about the pig again. Wait. Time to end the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Where can they? Uh, where can they find us? So you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and, of course, Google+. Plus. Join uh, Ryan Ballard and, and Benson now. Uh, yeah. Over there hanging out on Google+. Plus. Uh, you can also find us on twodudesinanest.com, nesdudes.com, and nintendudes.com. You can always call us by... Dialing 775-7-RETRO-1 or going to our website... Uh, going on the home page there and just clicking with your finger on your phone the little phone icon in the upper right hand corner I believe you click on that bada bing bada boom it pops up says do you want to call us you say of course I want to call them and then uh, there you go you're dialing our number and you're leaving us a voicemail alright so shout out shout outs uh, shout out to the We Dude or We Guy, as he's called on YouTube. His name is We Guy on YouTube, by the way. If you want to go listen to uh, stereo mixed NES tunes, go to the We Guy on. Look up the We Guy on uh, YouTube. You can listen to those there. He does pretty much every game. Um, and shout out to the Fox Dude for the awesome logo that we have. And oh, Jeremy, do you have anything you want to shout out? No, you know, I would love to just say how much I appreciate um, the uh, the community, this group, uh, especially, on, I mean, on Facebook, 
everybody's just so genuinely nice and respectful of each other and um it's just a fun group and i've been i don't know in maybe two years now and uh that's a long time for me to be invested it's because everybody's so great on them I and you actually feel like you're friends with a lot of these people which is really um you know without sounding weird it's pretty special it's it's awesome so uh and you guys too i mean what episode number is this you guys have been doing this for a long time and like so 130 something maybe <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean um so i definitely think of that sometimes i hope you guys don't burn but you know i truly appreciate it and uh, the community, you know, everyone's so, even you guys, I mean, just so genuinely nice, and I appreciate that. All right. Thank you. That's a good, uh, that's yeah, a good shout out. Shouting out the community. Good yeah, it's good. It is a good group of guys and uh, gals. Um, so. Yep, I agree. So one more shout out. I did this for a couple of weeks, and then I quit, and I'm going to get back to it. I'm going to shout out one of the Retro Junkie shows. So this week, I'm shouting out. The Master System Masterpieces, who realistically should be our rival, right? Instead of the Genesis Germs. Right. But since Nick Stevens and Aaron Hickman are the ones that do the Genesis Germs podcast, those are the guys that we really don't like. Sure. I, I got no problems with George and them. So, so shout out to the Master System Masterpieces. Same format as most of our shows that are about systems on the Retro Junkies Network. It's mm-hmm. just about the Master System instead of... Uh, NES or SNES or whatever. So, good show. Everybody go check out the Master System Masterpieces. And I would also like to shout ourselves out, lastly, at the very end of the podcast. Uh, but we got a... The, during the month of April, I feel like we've done a pretty cool thing with the Lizard and getting the guy to... Getting Brad to come on and talk to us as a developer, uh, which you should have already heard that episode. But and the And we did a Patreon episode with Steve Michael, and it was just... It was a good combo. They came out around the same time. And if Jeremy, if you're confused, it's because this episode's not coming out for like a month. <laughs> so, because uh-huh. <laughs> we still got Donkey Kong uh-huh. and, then, and then this episode. So, people listening, well, you know, we're trying to go in order. But anyways, I just threw open the curtain there. But the, uh, yeah, so I think the lizard thing is really cool. So, if you want to hear more than just the interview and you're not a donator, donor, sorry, donor on patreon then check us out on patreon i don't know why i always do that i think i just want to sound like an idiot donator <laughs> that's also what i call uh the thing i dip in my coffee in the mornings i'd like a cup of coffee and a donator please <laughs> all right i think that, i think that's probably it i think we can be done now all, All right. right. So here comes the music for the next game. Thanks, Jeremy, for coming on. Yeah. Oh, thank you, really you guys. Filled thank in you so nicely. much. Thank you so much. And uh, catch y'all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.